are listening to Radio Influence. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Stand by for the MJ Morning Show. Uh, Michelle, you're looking good in that $400 bra and peekaboo thong. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> this right here. Page 6, New York Post. Kylie Jenner's night out look includes a $400 bra and a peekaboo thong. Uh, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> the peekaboo thong, is that where your pants are kind of low and you can see the thong up on the top end of your crack, is that what a peekaboo thong is? You know, I, I got to be honest, I'm not really sure, but I'm going to guess that that's a, that's a very logical, oh. um, you know, conclusion. No, it's when the crotch is cut out, right? Yeah. And it's just like a peekaboo. I, I found a picture of a peekaboo thong, and it's the oh middle part. Oh, that that's a peekaboo thong? I, mean, I was right. To, oh, my according God. According to Google. Wait a minute. Then my question would be, how do we know that Kylie Jenner was wearing a peekaboo thong? I'm a big fan of the peekaboos. Yeah, holy moly. I, I thought it was when the thong thing sticks up from the back crack on the top of the crack. Hey, and Michelle, do you have any $400 bras? What? No, I'm sorry. I do not. What is the most expensive bra that you have? Uh, you know, it might be like $100. And what brand is that? Uh, uh, maybe a La Perla. Oh, that's that fancy schmidt La Perla? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, what kind of broad oh, is she? Perva. What the hell is La Perla? <laughs> it's La Perla. La Perla. And they carry it at Target. Oh, they, no, do they really? No, they do not. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I was going to say. I just made that up. I don't think they no, have Target it. No, Target carries La Perva. Yeah, I, I don't think they have it at Target. But what kind of bra is four hundred bucks? Well, I'm looking at the article right now. It says it's a Bottega Veneta. Oh, okay. All right. So it's it's not probably like really a bra. Yeah. It's like a bralette or oh. a bra. You know, it's a bra that you that you can wear out. That's meant to be seen on the outside, right? Is uh, that it? I mean, if it's four hundred dollars, it's a potato meant to be banana seen. bra sold. <laughs> I don't listen. I'm sorry. I started the podcast like this. I, I just found this story. I was on the New York Post website just taking a peek, and I saw the peekaboo bra, so I figured I'd, I'd hit you up with that. Welcome, folks. It's the MJ Morning Show podcast. This is episode number 38. Listen to this email quickly. This comes from Andy Scott. Andy says, hey, MJ, Fester and Froggy, awesome to hear your sweet, sultry voices again. Been listening to you guys since 2001 while on my drive to school. After graduating, I work with my dad and we listen to you guys every morning. Been listening to the podcasts from the beginning and was stoked when you decided to go weekly. But I need more. And Michelle, the more. Describe how he writes the more. Oh, all caps with two exclamation marks. Yeah, all, oh. all caps, two exclamation marks, maybe twice a week. What do you say? Your sacrifices are worth my enjoyment. All kidding aside, <laughs> but not really. Glad y'all are back. Best wishes, Andy from Jacksonville, Florida. So, uh, Andy, I'm, I'm glad, but uh, once a week's enough. In fact, you know, when we hit the one-year mark, which will be in October, we might just end it, you know, a whole year back, and we just shut this thing off. What do you think? I think that's actually uh, the best idea you've had in a while. 
So considering we'll, it was supposed to be just a reunion, and we banged out what I, I think at forty episodes. Let's do two more, and then you know call it a night. That's it. Just archive these, and you can just listen to these over and over again, like watching old episodes of Seinfeld. What do you think? I think it's been fun. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, getting, real. This is getting pretty damn tedious doing this every stinking <laughs> week. And uh, no, you know, it's, okay, no, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm right. having a good time doing the podcast. Oh, I'm joking. It's it's fun doing it. But I don't, listen, I don't know how long we're going to do it. Anyway, send us email. I have a stack of email. I don't know if I'm going to get to any more email, but uh, I'll pick out some of the best emails and we'll do a whole email segment soon. Go ahead and give us an email. Give us a shout out. You like the fact that we're back. Do you want us to end the podcast at an even 40? or after a year or so or do you want us to keep going give us a shout mj at mjmorningshow.com yeah just drop us an email mj at mjmorningshow.com even if just to say hi say hey guys i'm listening I'd love to get, uh, you know, 68,000 emails so I just know that everyone that that is uh, getting counted on the downloads each week are actually listening. So send us an email, mj at mjmorningshow.com. And, of course, you can call the hotline and leave us a voicemail. You might end up on the podcast, 813-467-6290. That's 813-467-6290. You can leave us a voicemail or you can send a text to that phone number as well. A couple of things as we launch, and Michelle, you can only stay for a couple of minutes because speaking of Target, you, aren't you headed to Target? I'm headed to Target. Uh, no, really? <laughs> she, I had no idea. <laughs> no, she is. So wh- what the hell are you going to get at Target tonight? Uh, more stuff for the kids. All right, so Chloe is off to college. Her drop-off is on Wednesday, so we're driving to New Hampshire Wednesday. We drop her off. This is after we did the actual move-in like two weeks ago or 10 days ago, and then we actually formally drop her off, and you need like a couple of spare bins or extra bins, so you go to Target? Would you like the list? It's a bin. It's a, Precisely, it's a food bin, yeah. a bin, a rolling bin that she can put all her food oh, in and hide it and yeah. conceal it oh, from their yeah. dorm. All right, listen to this. She's going up with the whole like uh, survival cache of food, just just with snacks and everything. Can I, wait, yeah. Can I tell you what that yeah. consists of? Yeah, go ahead. Trail mix and yeah. Lacroix. Yeah, that's it. She, she, she has got thirty-two <laughs> cases of Lacroix. I, I, I don't know what the heck she she likes Lacroix, and she loves Target trail mix, right? Right, right. Trail mix, and then uh, you know maybe some peanut butter and jelly. But she gets the Archer brand in the in the big tub, right? Yeah, it's some you know special <laughs> yeah. know, mix that she really likes. So that's all she's got. But the deal is, I guess you got to lock it up. So she's getting one of those big, huge, like 200-gallon utility containers with the lid. And then there are even slots so you can put padlocks on the lid to lock it. You know what I'm talking about, Froggy? Yeah, Fester's roommate used to have to have that. <laughs> so, so hold on. Is she, is she forbidden from having the snacks at college? Or, or is she protecting them from other students? No, no, we're, she's protecting them from other students. Yeah, you have to make sure that your dorm mate, so your roommate, and then the other dorm mates on the hall don't like poke in and start stealing your crap. So she's going to have a lockbox, going to put it in a lockbox, and she's going to have all of her food. And you ought to see the size, I'm telling you. You could kill somebody and put a whole life-size, full-size male human body in the size of this bin that you guys are getting. 
And then you could wheel them around because it has wheels with a you know handle to pull. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, so you, you can you can wheel it as well. So they're off the Target here in a few minutes. Hey, Michelle, I wanted to pick your brain for just a second before you guys head out to Target. Do you use periods in texting? When you text people, I'm trying to remember. I, I didn't go back and look at your texts to me, but do you ever do like full sentences or paragraphs? And do you use periods? Yes, I'm a full sentence, full. Um grammatically correct texter all right because yes. guys weigh in on this now festa what about you do you grammatically uh, construct your text to be proper yes i uh, i certainly try to i do a lot of speak to text and i'll say my text and then i'll say period right. next paragraph and it'll skip a yeah, space I, I do the same damn thing now froggy you're virtually illiterate so i'm not going to even ask you the same question but the reason why i bring this up <laughs> what a prick <laughs> The, the reason why I bring this up is because I saw another story that young people do not trust anyone who uses punctuation marks in texts. And there, there are there are certain punctuation marks that are even the most untrustworthy. And the one that gets the top billing for the most untrustworthy punctuation mark, it's a period Apparently, young people do not trust people that use, most of all, a period in a text. What the hell does this mean? I couldn't even begin to tell you because our daughter is like a grammar queen. And so she, she really, she uses proper punctuation, I think, whenever she's texted. Because we would call her out on it if she didn't, I guess. I mean, the period is like a simple punctuation Mark, it's uh, a period to end a sentence to complete a thought. And in the younger generation, listen to this, they think that a period is essentially a trigger form of aggression. What the frick does that mean? I, I so thought you would know, do the exclamation point would be the aggressive one, right? That's what I thought, Froggy. I thought you no. were going to say it was the exclamation mark. No, it's not. Listen, let me read this. The punctuation problem ignited over social media recently with Gen Z and millennials agreeing that ending a sentence with a period is overly hostile. What the F is going on in our world? Uh, we have got a bunch of malliterates. <laughs> Millidiots. No, <laughs> I, I coined the phrase millidiots. Millennial idiots. Millidiots. Uh, well, in this case, I think they're malliterates because they're not using, you know, proper punctuation in their uh, writing. All right. Now, hold on a sec. Julian is 16. Julian's up here. Michelle, don't go anywhere. So Julian's coming around to the mic. So at, at 16, is Julian Gen Z or what the hell is Julian? All right, so Gen Z, MJ, is anybody born like between the mid-1990s and 2010? Julian's a Gen Z. All right, so Julian joins us. Julian just turned 16 on July 4th. Julian, are you offended or do you get pissed off or do you think that a period used in a sentence in a text is overly aggressive? Are you triggered? I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm triggered, but I can see how... Like, personally, sometimes if you type with, like, periods and very punctuation, it makes it feel like you're yelling at somebody, I'd say. All right, listen to this. Only old people or troubled souls put periods at the end of every sentence. This is according to digital culture journalist Victoria Turk in a book on digital etiquette called Kill Reply All. <laughs> what the hell is going on in our world? We have absolutely completely forget about COVID-19. Periods and text, we have descended into absolute 
turddom. We have descended into ridiculousness. A comma seems way more less, you know, less trustworthy than a period. <laughs> I would think too many commas. If a comma showed up at my door, I'd be like, what are you doing here? But if a period showed up, I'd be like, eh, you know, come on in. As we speak, I'm yeah. scrolling through the text chain that the three of us have. Yeah. Froggy has not used one symbol of punctuation <laughs> yeah. in any of his texts. No, I talk right in the phone and whatever goes in, goes in, buddy. There's no fixing it. <laughs> Michelle, is it bad luck to be in the middle of your wedding vows and have a lightning strike and a blasting bolt of thunder a quarter mile away? I would say yes. This couple already postponed their wedding because of COVID-19. They reduced the number of attendees because of COVID-19. Over the weekend, this is in Massachusetts, Marion, Massachusetts. Looks like they're on the water or some kind of, I don't know, inlet, uh, some back bay or something in Massachusetts. They're in the middle of their vows, and the groom is speaking, and he's talking about 2020 being a crazy year. And guys, you got to hear this. Listen. Let's face it, 2020 has not been the best year. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and then there's this massive crack of thunder, lightning, then the thunder, thunder, thunder. Would you stop doing that? I mean, you, you just did that recently in another podcast. <laughs> you don't like yeah, the that's awesome. lightning, then the thunder, 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 lightning, then the thunder, thunder. You don't, you don't like no, the little no, imagined dragons in there or... No, because you really like that song, and now it'll be stuck in your head, and you'll be singing it all night long and all morning tomorrow, and I'm going to have to hear you doing it like that in all different voices, not just the one you just did. Rain during your wedding, that's supposed to be good luck, right? But what about a lightning strike and thunder in the middle of your vows? What do you think about that? I'd be a little nervous, like maybe God has spoken, and I'm not sure that that's uh, received well. Yeah, It's only good luck on your wedding if the lightning double strikes, like Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> like the old lightning strike, the, old <laughs> the fake TV show lightning strike, then you're good to go. Froggy, you mean this? Yes. You see how much less threatening that is compared to the other one? I wish it was more like, then it would have been a blessing. For Actually, I think that's from Scooby-Doo. I think, I think it is. No, what? that's Gilligan's Island. Well, no, Gilligan's Island, you know, the weather started getting rough. Tiny ship was, I believe that that was only a pew, but it's the same sound effect. And this is nerd-ass trivia. That original recording was done for the 1931, 30, whatever it was, version of Frankenstein. It's actually called Castle Thunder. <laughs> Why do you know? I ju- I'm sorry, because you, know, you know I'm a sound effect maniac. I love sound effects. But, Froggy, you would have liked it better at the wedding if this happened? Yeah, would have been like, this is amazing. We're going to be married forever. Yeah, that's so cool. That's like the wedding equivalent of a double rainbow. I mean, you can't beat that. <laughs> you know, that guy died recently. I saw a story, the double rainbow. Oh, double rainbow. He- Shut up, rainbow. really? Yeah. He died? I yep. want to say in the last, Michelle, what was it? Uh, since the COVID thing, I think. It might have been early in COVID. I don't think he died of COVID, but he died. I remember seeing the double mm-hmm. rainbow guy passed away, probably, if I were to guess, in April or May. I don't, he sounded like he was huffing aerosol cans <laughs> back then. So he's probably, you know, I mean, he sounded like he was on drugs when he saw the double rainbow. Denise and Aaron Sawitsky are the newly married couple. All right, Michelle, get out. Michelle's giving me the wrap it up signal. You, you got to go to Target. Is that it? 
I got to go. All right, have fun at Target. I'm Michelle and Julian right here. Julian, make sure mom doesn't go too fast in the SUV, all right? Oh, I'll try, I'll try. All right, see you guys later. Drive safely. Hey, you got to fill up the car with gas, Michelle, all right? Take care of that, will you, please? Jeez, you make her fill up her own car, man? That sounds like it should be your job, whoa, right? Whoa, 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 hold, hold on. You're saying that Kim, your wife, Froggy, doesn't fill up her car? No, she does, but, you oh, know, so you, I'm me and you're you, a real man. What do you give me crap for? Fester, does your wife fill up her own car? No. No, she doesn't even know what side it's on. <laughs> If she if she's low on gas, she'll say, I'm low on gas. Get your fat ass out there and fill it up. Speaking of that, how many people know that on the gas gauge, the arrow points to the side of the car that the gas cap is on? I know this. I blew Kim's mind when I told her that she was. I felt like the like it was a great moment for me. I felt really like manly and proud of myself. I was <laughs> like, "That's right, I know something you don't." For those that do not know this, and I gotta believe there's some listening to the podcast that had no idea. They're like, "Oh my god, really? Oh my god!" This I is think the- MJ told us. The only reason why I know is because you told me. <laughs> this this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, look what I learned from the, this podcast. Sucks, but I learned what side of the car my my fuel tanks on. <laughs> now, if you're in a car, whether you're driving your car or somebody else's car or a rental car, just look at the gas gauge and you'll see a little arrow that points either to the left or the right. And it'll tell you what side of the car that the gas filler's on. There you go. There's your MJ Morning Show podcast tip. Yeah. Well, my wife hasn't filled her gas tank up in ever. Guys, I found the 911 calls that we were talking about last week where Dave the Dwarf went to a party and they thought that he was going to actually strip naked and he was just making an appearance as Dave the Dwarf and it turned into a whole deal. 911 was called. I think a gun was drawn. What's the name of David Dwarf's friend? Scoob or something? Scoob. 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 Like, wow, Scoob, we're going to a party. They want Dave the Dwarf to strip naked, and now they won't let us leave, Scoob. Zoinks. Uh That's his friend's name, yes. (laughs) Scoob. That's who we're talking about, right? So Scoob is the one that made the 911 call. Actually, Fester, both did. The people that hired Dave the Dwarf that got pissed off when he wouldn't strip naked. And then Scoob, Dave the Dwarf's driver, called 911. So they're both on the phone with 911 at the same time. It's absolutely insane. So for those that didn't hear last week's podcast, well, what the freak is the matter with you? Make sure you listen to all of our podcasts because we brought this up. David Dwarf did tons of appearances. People would hire him for parties and, and he was hired for some event. I think it was a birthday party and they literally expected Dave the Dwarf to strip naked and he wouldn't. He's not a naked. He's not a, uh, he doesn't prostitute himself and strip naked he's not a stripper dwarf and for whatever reason the people that hired him they thought that he was and it was like over near orlando where this happened i found both 911 calls the first one is going to be the people that held the party that expected dave the dwarf to strip naked and they blocked the driveway they wouldn't let dave the dwarf and scoob here's the first call Hey, how's it going? Hi. Hey, how's it going? Um, uh, I got a person right in front of me. Um, he's calling the cops, so I'm going to call the cops at the same time. We paid for services rendered. It's the 50th birthday party. It's a uh, midget stripper, and it wasn't performed. We gave them the money up front, and they didn't perform the act. Okay, sir, what is so. the address for your location? <laughs> and who are you having, having the verbal altercation with? Is he white, black, or Hispanic? Uh, I am white. 
The person you're having the argument with is the person white, black, or Hispanic? Uh, he's a midget. He's, uh, I think he's Hispanic. Okay. What color shirt is he wearing? He is wearing a white shirt. And what color pants? Uh, jean pants. Any weapons? Hold on a second. Do you really need to give the description of the midget? I mean, color shirt and pants? I mean, just look for the midget. All right, here we go. No, no, no. No weapons. Okay, what, okay, what is the name of the person you're having an argument with? Uh, his name is Dave the Dwarf. <laughs> okay, well, go ahead and look at over to you, okay? Thank you so much. That's the phone call from the people that hired Dave the Dwarf. Now, here's the phone call from Scoob, Dave the Dwarf's driver. 911, what is your emergency? Um, I need an officer. What's that? Okay, what is the emergency, sir? I'm, I'm being held at, at bay, and I'm not allowed to leave somebody's house. What do you mean? Uh, he's telling me I, I owe him money, and I can't go anywhere. Okay, are you drinking, sir? No, ma'am. You know, it does sound like Scoob is liquored up. I mean, he's kind of slurring his speech early on. That's why the dispatcher's like, sir, have you been drinking? He does. I mean, did you hear that? It sounds like he's, yeah. Kind of, yeah, he's like slurring. Okay, well, what do you mean? He, he's telling you I'm, I'm friends with David Dwarf, and they had us come over to the house, and there was a big misunderstanding with the manager, and he was supposed to be doing stripping as far as they knew, but we knew nothing of it, and we got here and told him they gave us the money. He's like, I'm not letting you leave here with my money. I'll call the police, whatever I have to do. So that's what we did. And uh, he won't Okay, I don't, sir, I don't understand anything that you say, that you're saying. You sound like you're intoxicated. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously? I'm trying not to be loud because... Uh... Okay, do they know that you're calling from the location? I'm right here on the driveway. Okay, so you were hired to do what? <laughs> Does it matter? We send a police officer here. Sir, I need to understand not, what's going on, sir. You're not doing on, a very sir. good job at your job. You, so Scoob is telling the 911 dispatcher that you're not doing a very good job at your job? I mean, <laughs> oh, now, Scoob. Now he's like, so Scoob, why are you yelling at the 911 dispatcher? Your name, please? My name is Velez, sir. I need to know what's going on there. What address are you located I'm at? I'm being held, and I'm not allowed to leave this house that I'm at. Can you please send a cop now? I don't know where you <laughs> are. Can you understand that? Sir, can understand sir that? I can understand you perfectly fine, but I All don't right, have an you? address, and I don't know where you are. Well, you sound intoxicated. So now he tells the 911 dispatcher that she sounds intoxicated. What the hell is going on with Scoob? <laughs> He's drunk. He's at a party. <laughs> I got to give him another zoink, Scoob. What are you doing? I need an address where you're located, sir, and I need to know I what's to, going I on need, I need to know. I need to talk to your boss right now, too. <laughs> I need to talk to somebody else but you. There's an emergency, and you're okay. not handling can it. Can you give me an address right so that I can send a deputy? I don't know. I'm at, what's the address here? Hold on just this a minute. This is what happened. I, I, I work. Uh, I work. My, my friend is a dwarf. He's David Dwarf, okay. 93.3 FLZ. Okay. And we, we came to a party because he got booked for a gig. Okay. And supposedly, the people hired him to be a stripper. We got here. We're like, dude, he, he doesn't strip. He's a radio personality. Oh, okay. And and they're like, whoa, I'm not, I'm not, you're not leaving here with this $450. I don't care what happens or we're, we're going to, or you have okay, to call so the cops. So and I call you and then you, you did that and 
Okay, sir, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have to ask if you were in I never drank, and I'm crazy. I, okay, people sir. Just sir, me listen. All right, so now they seem to be getting along a little better. Scoop and the 911 dispatcher, they seem to be making friends here. But he did sound intoxicated in the beginning of the call. This thing is a seven-minute 911 call. I'm loving every second of this. I don't think we're going to play the whole thing, but hold on. Let's listen a little more here. <laughs> listen to me. I couldn't tell. It sounded like you well, were talking. Well, I'm sorry. I have to ask. that I was drunk, and I am talking to your manager because I'm okay, not Okay, I can let you talk to somebody if you want. Oh, now they're not getting along again. All right, let's listen. To, yeah. But I need to figure out where you're at first. Officer. I don't know. How does it work in my GPS and not in, in <laughs> the, <laughs> the data banks of... Now he's lecturing the 911 operator. Uh, what year was this? Was this like 2011 or 2010, Festival? What's your guess? I would have guessed 2010 or maybe 2009, yeah. Somewhere in that. All right, let's listen. 911. Okay, it may be because the address that you're giving me is not a correct address. That's the only thing I know. I'm trying to figure out where you're located. Okay, I found it. And and they I think they've actually they've actually already called it in. Yeah, they're because it's he was telling me I was drunk when they no, were sir, calling. No, sir, that's not why. And you, said, and you said the gentleman, Dave, he's also being held against his will? <laughs> yes, now they're threatening. They're about to knock me. It's hostage midget. Yeah. Okay, can have you guys sit in your vehicle, sir? Okay. Ha- have, everybody, have him just come and sit in the vehicle he, and wait this for guy, the deputy. Man, if I do that, this guy that said he's going to knock me the f*** out... <laughs> Is going to do something. I'm going to pull my gun and shoot him. Oh. I don't want to do that. Okay, I don't want you to pull out any weapons. I need, I need. Well, I have to... the right to to pull a weapon if my life's threatened and my life. Right now that he mentioned that he might pull out a gun and shoot them, I'm guessing that they send the message to the responding cops that we have a gun potentially at the scene, and this thing I think just escalated. Threatened, and I've been bull on the phone with you for so long. Yeah. I'm sure, about to have sure a they, attack, l- ma'am. Okay, listen to me. There's already okay. call for it. There's already deputies coming. Okay. No thanks to you. No thanks to you. Sir. Now I need to speak to your supervisor. Okay, listen to me. I need to get more information, all right? The person who is keeping you there, are they male or female? Male. Is he white, black, or it's Hispanic? It's a whole family, if you black. I think they're Hispanic. Yeah. Okay. It's a whole family that's keeping Scoob and the dwarf hostage at the driveway because Dave the dwarf won't strip. Is, Fester, is this not the craziest freaking thing you've heard? I, I forgot how good this 911 call is, and this is our Dave the Dwarf involved in this mess. You know, Dave called me the next day after this happened, and he's telling me all of this, and I didn't believe him. And then he said, there's 911 calls. So then we found the 911 calls, and I apologize. Yeah. This is crazy. So we requested from, like, Osceola County or whatever county it was to get the 911 call, and the PIO got it for us. They told us, they told us to do, you know, well, all right, you're here. Just do whatever you can. And we're like, dude, he's not a stripper. He just chills and he'll get drunk with you or something. Okay, so he's standing behind your vehicle? He's not a stripper. He'll just come to your party and chill and get drunk with you. That's that's what you hired Dave the Dwarf for. Here, right, here we go. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of people standing behind the vehicle. Okay, well the deputies are on their way to the location. I mean, are you guys? I mean, are they threatening you, or are they just trying to keep you there till the deputies get there? Um, I mean, they haven't actually said anything to me, but I've overheard on knock him out and stuff like that. They're not legal. He did say that I am not leaving, so. You need to call the cops or something. So I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. 
Okay, so you have a, a, a weapon in your car? Yes. What kind of weapon is it? It is a pistol, a 9mm handgun. Is it put away? You don't have it out and holding it in your hand? Definitely not. I got it, folks. Guns and Midgets. Isn't that a great name for a band, Guns and Midgets? I'd go see them. <laughs> How hard could it be to keep a midget hostage? <laughs> Where is it at? In the glove compartment? Yes, ma'am. What color is your vehicle? It is green. It is a green Honda. Um, green Honda Civic, I think. Come on, Scoop. You don't know what car you're driving? Uh, I, I th- uh, <laughs> okay. I just need to know what vehicle you're sitting in. Yeah. They want to know where the damn gun is. They want to make sure they know where the gun is sitting. I mean, why the hell would Scoob mention a gun to the 911 dispatcher? That takes the 911 response with the deputies to a whole different level. So if you can just... I don't, I don't need to talk to your manager, but you, you need to not assume... I, I, and and I'm sorry about the misunderstanding, very... sir, but I have to ask if I... If I suspect someone may have been drinking, but I apologize that you weren't and I misunderstood. But the deputies are on their way there. You just need to be patient. And if you if you guys can stay in the vehicle and stay away from them, then that would be the best thing to do. All right. Don't leave though, because the deputies are coming. There's no point in you leaving. I'm definitely not leaving. Okay. Well, they'll be there as soon as they can. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Is that not absolutely hysterical, guys? I forgot how funny it was. Oh, I remember my, it happening, but I don't remember that call. That is unbelievable. Oh, my God. Anyway, bottom line here is, Scoob, you did sound intoxicated at the beginning of the call, so I don't blame the dispatcher. And why the hell did that not make it onto Judge Judy? You talk about a hell of a case for Judge Judy, the case of the midget stripper that wouldn't strip. I mean, that would that would have been Fantastic. <laughs> And then who becomes a hostage? <laughs> it's a hostage situation. Hey, shut your mouth. I can just see Judge Judy. Hey, pipe it down, little guy. I'm the boss, <laughs> applesauce. <laughs> Stop the fidget, you little midget. <laughs> I was trying to think. <laughs> Stop the fidget. I was like, what can rhyme with midget? Damn it. <laughs> well, I'll beat Stop you to the, the punch. F- That's why I make the big bucks here, Froggy. Damn right. Hey, Fester, tell me about the conversation in depth that you had with your lawn guy about Froggy's lawn guy quitting because Froggy's dog poops all over the lawn and Froggy's lawn guy wanted no part of it. All right, let's make something clear. It's not my lawn guy. It's my neighbor who owns oh. a lawn service. Oh, oh, your na- I- oh, I thought it was your lawn. So wait a minute. Your neighbor owns a lawn service and he doesn't do your lawn? Nope. And I, I give him a look of spite every time I ride by on my uh, on my Briggs and Stratton riding mower. I give him a look like, ha ha, screw you. Right, for those, we're friends. The kids play. For those that don't remember, last week we talked about Froggy. Froggy's lawn guy walked off the job because he was fed up with Froggy's dog poop all over the lawn. And it was getting all caked and jammed on his, his tractor wheels and everything. So tell me about the conversation. Oh, Froggy, is your lawn guy back or is he still MIA? No, he has not come back. And I'm in the process of hiring another lawn guy. So Mario can suck it. <laughs> and your lawn is how bad right now? Or did Kim finally make you finish it off? 
No, it's still half. Well, the half the the side that I cut has grown a little bit, yeah. and the side that I didn't cut is outrageously long. <laughs> it's like a so mullet. It's very uneven. Right. You have a lawn mullet. All right, Fester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell me about the convo with your neighbor, the lawn service guy, and dog poop. So I'm actually mowing my lawn this week, right? And 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 Johnny comes home, and I see him as I I drive my mower over to his driveway. I'm like, hey, John, I got a question for you. You're a, a lawn professional. He's like, yeah, what do you want? Like, Have you ever fired a customer over too much dog crap in their yard? And he stopped and he thought about it. And he's like, yeah, a couple of times. And he goes, and let me tell you, it's the worst. And I go, yeah, because of the, uh, the tires. Because I remember Froggy saying that Mario would have to take a stick and clean out the tread in his tires. I go, yeah, because you get it caught in your tires, right? He says, no. <laughs> the, the worst, the worst is when you use the weed eater. <laughs> the, the weed eater, because you'll be weed eating the yard, and all this crap goes flying everywhere. <laughs> I, I never thought of that. Oh my but it's like, god! It's happened to me a couple of times. I've had a mouthful of dog poop because of the weed eater would hit it. Oh. it so you're telling me the weed eater, the little, the filament wire, the fishing string. He says that it swirled and caught the, and flung it in his oh. mouth. It would make it explode. Oh my God. <laughs> and I mean, I was thinking, wow, maybe Froggy's lawn guy was being polite by saying it's just in his tractor. Holy shit. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. And you know what's even worse than the dog stuff? Can you imagine if the yard had human stuff in it? Oh. Well, hang on, guys. I'm not pulling this out of my butt out of nowhere. I saw a story after we did last week's podcast. Amazon delivery worker caught taking a dump in a woman's garden. <laughs> oh, my God. That is awesome. <laughs> I mean, at least he's in the garden, you know, a little fertilizer. Oh, my oh. God. Listen to this. An Amazon delivery worker who really needed to go was reportedly caught defecating in a woman's garden before delivering a package to her neighbor. Sharon Smith, 53, a counselor for England's National Health Service, told The Sun that she spotted the Amazon driver going to the bathroom on her property in the village of Nuthall. <laughs> Nuthall. Oh, great. <laughs> You know those gray prime vans that are driving all over the place now? It's, yeah. And the, the exact same damn van they're using over in uh, in England. Can can you just knock on the door and ask politely, can I use your restroom? Uh, hang on. It's COVID-19 now, right? Even without COVID-19, would you let the UPS guy or the FedEx guy or like Hurricane just, you know, <laughs> use, <laughs> you, use your bathroom? <laughs> I mean, I if it was Hurricane, I'd let him go. But if it was just some run-of-the-mill Joe Schmo delivery driver, I mean, get out of here. No. I wonder if they have him on the ring camera doing the I got a, like, I got a poopy dance before he uh, oh, just had to like, pull the trigger. On a much, 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 much lighter note, speaking of masks, you want to see my buddy at Burn Steakhouse on Sunday night? Uh, I got this great pal of mine, Crazy John. And John has a standing reservation at Burns Steakhouse every single Sunday. He's been doing this for years and years and years and years. Jesus. And he buys a bottle of wine. 
He has them bring him the largest Cabernet glass. He pours the whole bottle of wine, so 750 milliliters, the whole bottle of wine, into one huge wine glass, and then he guzzles it. He shotguns it, and he videos it every single week, and then he texts it to me. So I posted the latest one. you got to see this. The Burns waiter has a mask on, and they're doing this back and forth. It's Burns time. It's go time. It's, it's hysterical. So go to my Twitter feed. Go to at Todd Schnitt. At T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. Go to at Todd Schnitt and take a look at this. It's uh, my wine buddy guzzling this huge glass of wine, a full bottle, on my Twitter feed, at Todd Schnitt. That one's only on Twitter because on Instagram it wouldn't take the audio, and the audio is half the fun on this thing. Oh, and one other video. Did you see the gigantic porterhouse steak? That we had sizzling at our table. We took Chloe out for her 19th birthday last Thursday. Oh, yeah? Where'd you go? He went to Wolfgang. Froggy, Wolfgangs, and they have multiple locations. Froggy, you saw that steak because you commented that that steak looked redunculous, right? That thing looked so good. And then he did a special move where he, like, sizzled it into the plate yeah. or something. Getting yeah. the, the I don't know what he was doing, but it sounded good. Yeah, so we only have a couple of weeks left in, in Manhattan. Then we're heading back to Tampa. And this was at Wolfgang's Tribeca location. And it's all outdoor seating because there's no indoor seating yet in Manhattan. And the sidewalk was packed. They had tents set up, and it was really kind of cool. It was well done. The steak is always phenomenal. It's like Peter Luger style. It's the giant porterhouse for two or three or four, and they slice it up. It was medium rare. It was sizzling on the plate. It was perfect. By the way, if you're ever in Naples, Florida, the same style, they do it at Andre's on uh, Tamiami Trail in uh, Naples. So check out Andre's because he used to work for Peter Luger. Wolfgang's used to work for Peter Luger, and he's been doing his steak business for like, I don't know, 20-something years. But that steak is freaking amazing. It's good to see that during these hard times, you're uh, helping out the small mom-and-pop shops like Wolfgang's. Yeah, yeah, he's got locations all over the, the world. I, I think Wolfgang, now, while they— Oh, those, really? Yeah, their sales might be down. Yeah, he's got like four or five locations in Manhattan, and they've got one in Honolulu and like Singapore and Macau, and he's got, he's got them all over the damn place. So, but, yeah, he's, he's not sweating MJ steak. No, nah, no, nah, but it, it was fantastic. It was you know, great to help the waiters out and everything. And the steak was just absolutely fantastic. And I think I posted that one on Twitter and my Instagram. So take a look at the family. And folks are commenting, my God, look at Chloe. Look at Julie. Look at Michelle. So uh, on my uh, Instagram, that is at Certified Todd Schnitt, at Certified Todd Schnitt. And Twitter is just at Todd Schnitt. So take a look at the videos. Give me a follow. Blah, 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 blah. MJ, I got a question. Yep. Uh, going back to your buddy who, uh, I mean, you know, if people saw me slugging bottles of wine, they'd be saying this guy might have a problem. But I have a question. Yeah. How much was that bottle of wine? Oh, I don't know. Listen, at Burns, and you know, I love Burns. Burns Steakhouse is one of my favorite restaurant experiences on the planet. I've been going to Burns since I first arrived in Tampa back in 1994. The thing about Burns is you can get 
unbelievable value on wines. I went through some Cote Rotis and some Southern Rhones and some Gigondasses. Some were like 12, 18, 22 bucks a bottle. I mean, I had some amazing deals, but you can also get bottles that are hundreds of dollars or, or thousands of dollars. That's the beauty of Burns with their jillions of bottles of wine. They've got all price points. And that's just part of the appeal. Amazing wine list. I love the ambiance. I love the waiters. I love the dessert room. I love uh, ordering a, a porterhouse or a, a ribeye, a Delmonico, as they have it on their menu. So I'm a, I'm a huge Burns fan, but you can get great values on wine at Burns. But the guy goes every Sunday, you said? Every Sunday. John, my buddy John, yeah. So obviously the guy is loaded. Is he in the market for <laughs> fixtures is the question. Yeah. No, his business has no need for fixtures. Damn it. Damn it. All right, Froggy, calm the hell down. Got to take a moment here to put out an appeal. Folks, please be nice to grocery store workers. I have seen multiple stories. And Fester Froggy, I hope you guys are not part of the freaking problem here. But people are getting so nasty and mean to folks at Target and Walmart or Publix or Kroger or Winn-Dixie, wherever you are. I've seen, I'm telling you, I've seen 10 stories, if I've seen two, on grocery store workers are getting abused. Here's a grocery store worker says they don't even treat us like humans anymore. What the hell is going on across the listen to this story. Where was this New York Post story once hailed as heroes who kept us all from starving during lockdown. Grocery store workers are now subject to torrents of abuse, pay cuts in COVID-19. Five months into the pandemic, as states open up, these essential workers are suffering from low morale, low pay and dangerous working conditions, according to a shocking new report in The Washington Post. Come on, folks, please treat the grocery store workers with affection. Treat them with respect. They're there for us. As long as they don't have bad breath. Like, man, I had a woman at Walmart whose you could almost see her breath. It was so bad. You know what? I haven't noticed anybody's breath since these uh, face masks and these big plexiglass partitions between us and cashiers. I think that's great. I'm actually This was going through the mask. I still smelled it. (laughs) Oh, my God. That bad. What they're saying is early on during COVID-19, people were appreciative. They loved us. There was hazard pay. Customers were tipping us. And now they're saying that it's degenerated and they're just being plain rude. You know who was telling me that was Big Lou, who doesn't work in the grocery industry, but he works at a a paint place. And he goes, man, people are being such assholes lately. I think it might be the COVID thing going on. So it might be happening in all all the retail locations. Do me a favor. Just go out of your way, especially grocery store workers. Go out of your way to have respect. Be thankful. Tell them we appreciate you working during these conditions. Thank you. I'd like to pay for your kids' college. So, you know, so do something Something nice. along that. Yeah. 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 Uh, excuse me. Have you guys ever heard of a Facebook group where guys take pictures of them pointing guns at their crotches? No, but uh, what I can't say I agree with that. Oh, my God. Yeah, morally, I guess I'm kind of against it. Although now I want to go to see the Facebook group. What? I saw a story on Vice. You know, the website Vice, just all kinds of great stuff. I like the Vice website. Motherboard, Vice. Just I like a lot of the offbeat stuff. Facebook group that's dedicated to men who get their jollies by posting pictures 
of loaded guns being pointed at their private parts. And it turns out that an unidentified member of a group on Facebook called Loaded Guns pointed at penis, but they've got a B in parentheses or brackets, but it's supposed to be penis. This guy from San Diego takes a video of himself pointing his 45 caliber 1911 semi-auto at his crotch and then the gun goes off. Ah, oh, son of a... The guy shot himself in the... He says, hey, I might have effed up. And the guy has a towel stuffed between his legs. Blood is splattered all over the floor. What the... Fester, did you just find the Facebook group? I typed in the word point. I didn't even get to the word pointing, and yeah. it says pointing loaded guns at Venus. <laughs> at Venus. The search engine finished that for you? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> and why is it Venus with a B again? As he bled, the guy wrote, God's caliber 45 went through my scrotum, mattress, box spring, and floor. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> you know what I bet you what? it is? I bet you they, they you can't make a group with penis in it so he made it penis the guy says turns out it wasn't a graze the round went right through my effing blah 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 what i thought what i thought were two graze wounds turned out to be an entrance and exit wound jesus that's quite a mistake to make god what the this is insane is it like a new fetish Are, are there are there facebook groups for everything i guess so I never looked at how many uh, gun groups there are on Facebook, but there's a, there's a lot. Guys that point guns at their wangs? Talk about idiots with guns. That is the exact polar opposite of gun safety. I mean, idiots like that should not even be a gun owner. Hey, Froggy, what do you say we end the podcast today with a classic Froggy phone freak? In fact, Froggy, I didn't even tell you this yet. This is a surprise. We didn't even promote this at the beginning of the podcast, so this is like a tail-end surprise. Froggy, I found your second follow-up vomit man call. You know, the, the projectile vomit guy? His name is Projectile Vomit Man, because that's the name of the uh, the disease. And I, I didn't know I did a second one. Oh, man, I forgot all about this. It is hysterical. So hold on. We'll play another Froggy Phone Freak. This is the second Projectile Vomit Man. This might have been the last one. And what the deal was, and I'm going to play the whole segment, is... You hadn't done it for a while, and then I was asking you to bring the character back, and you uh, did. So yes. that's that's the whole bit. All right, as we wrap things up, the phone call coming up in just a second. Remember, mjmorningshow.com is our landing page for the podcast. All of the podcasts are listed. If you scroll down from one all the way to this, number 38, and beyond. Hold on a minute, I got sound effects. And beyond. So mjmorningshow.com. Make sure you tell all your friends that the MJ Morning Show is back. MJ, Froggy, Fester. So go to mjmorningshow.com. All the podcast platforms are on all the majors. So listen, download, and subscribe. Remember, email Send us a message, whatever you want to say, mj at mjmorningshow.com. That's mj at mjmorningshow.com is the email address. The hotline, leave a voicemail or send us a text, 813-467-6290. If you send us a voicemail, we might even use it on the program, or we might read your text, 813-467-6290. Remember, on Twitter, I'm at Todd Schnitt. My Instagram is at Certified Todd Schnitt. And we'll leave you with Froggy's Projectile Vomit Man number two. 
Froggy's brand new crank call. Froggy, this is a. I made a request. Yes, you did. And that is for the projectile vomit man to return. And this is him calling. Yes, I'd like to make a request, Froggy. Yeah, what do you want to hear? I want to hear another crank call with a projectile vomit man. Oh, you got a little Todd Schnitt. Thank you. Can I help you? Yeah, hi. Um, this is uh, well, my name is Vincent, and I'm uh, I'm calling. Um, I found online that you guys are um, hmm, uh, looking for new employees. You're you're hiring right now. Is that true? Hi. Yes, we actually are, but you would actually need to come in and fill out an application and speak to my manager. Oh, oh, okay. I oh, well, is there any way you could give me just some um, some information about um where you work? I mean, do you like it? How long have you been there? Oh, uh, well, I've been here for about a year. Oh, excuse me. Um, I'm sorry about Hi. that. I um. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I just um. I have a. Uh, there's another question. I. It looks like a great place to work, but I have some questions. Um, because I have a. Uh, I have a very rare disease, and um. Okay, well, that shouldn't be a problem. It's called APV. It's Advanced Projectile Vomit Syndrome, and um, I've had it for a few years now. And um, have you ever heard of it? Advanced who? Well, it's um. Advanced projectile vomit, and it's where I, it's going to sound weird, but I vomit um, all the time, I mean, daily. It's a daily occurrence, and it just, it sort of just creeps. What? Wait, are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm serious. And, and please don't, because I, I've told people about this, and they've laughed directly in my face. I'm no, sorry. I, it, it's not funny. I'm just, I've just never heard that before. You vomit all over the place? Well, How are you going to make ice cream if you're going to vomit all over the place? I mean, does well, it happen in the morning or it happens about or? It happens about every 30 minutes or so. creeps up on oh, me. Oh, no. You vomit every 30 minutes? Every 30 minutes or so. Sometimes it's shorter. Um, could you hang on a second? Because I'm just going to run to the... Don't hang on. I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick, okay? You have to vomit right now? Yeah, right now. Can you just hang on a second? Oh, my God. Wait. Hello? <laughs> Ew. Oh my God! Oh God, I'm so sorry about that. I didn't That's want to. Bad. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even make it to the toilet. I just threw up on my grandfather's recliner. He's gonna be <laughs> oh so pissed. Oh my God! Hang on a second. Ah! Oh my God! Hello. Hang on. I How feel do you it. Go outside. <laughs> ah! Ew! God! No! Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you? Do you need to go to the hospital? This is disgusting. Oh God! I just yacked on my. You need to call back. (sighs) Okay. You need to call back or something. This is not going to work. You're getting me sick now. I have have to go serve my customers. Hello. 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 What are you doing? Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my grandfather. He. uh, uh, Did you pick up the phone? I'm on the phone, Grandpa. Hello. Uh, Hello. You're on the phone. Yeah, I just need to call for my prescription. Okay, I have to go. Hello. Oh wait, wait no, no, don't uh, go yet. Don't go yet. Okay, Grandpa. Um, hang on. Uh, are you having a spout right now? Yeah, Grandpa. It's not good. I'm sorry. Okay, I don't know what's going on, guy. I have to get off the phone. I have to go back to work. Michael, this is not, this is, I'm this is sorry. Horrible. I have to go back to work. Yeah. Hello. God, are you showing up too? We're both. Oh, this is disgusting. This is. Wait, I can't, can't stay on the phone any longer. I can't. Okay, now I'm gonna have to go. I don't. This is. I don't think you're gonna be a good fit for here. You can't. I use a bucket. No, I don't think so. No, 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 no. no. I don't know. I have to go. The 
Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crushell. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 